to discuss the outlook for electric vehicles, I'd like to bring in Hatem Diab, managing partner, Gerber Kawasaki Wealth and Investment Management, joins me here at the New York Stock Exchange. Hatem, thanks for making the trek over. Really appreciate you being here. It's always good to be in New York. So, yeah, and from California. So we, we know the transitioning to EVs is happening. But just first want to get a sense of your outlook for the overall space, given the fact that we are in this higher rate for longer, yeah. inflationary, recessionary yeah. environment. Yeah. I think, listen, don't fight the Fed is one of the first rules you're learning in investing. Rates are going up, and now we know we're going to probably get into recession next year. And really, the Fed is trying to tame inflation by distracting consumption. So these rates will affect these companies that have a higher valuation, and that's the reality that we have to live in. So how should investors be approaching the EV space when it will break down some yeah. of the best places to invest in terms of the space, but yeah. is this sort of like a wait and see, don't get in now kind of approach, or you want to get in before yeah. valuations go even higher? You know, fortune favors the brave. Uh, you can't time the markets. Those are like ma main rules in investing. You have to look for quality. You have to look for companies that really have a runway, that are able to really execute in this environment, that are able to manage through a supply chain, they have pricing power. So you really have to, to understand which companies are going to be most favoring in this in this kind of environment and one of those companies that we talk about all the time <laughs> that's a, certainly a favorite is Tesla it's down about 5% today despite right. that bullish note from Morgan Stanley that right. we talked about just a bit ago and kind of saying hey the competition really needs to speed it up if yeah. they want to catch up with Tesla so at what point do you think some of these other companies are going to give Tesla a run for its money Tesla has a three, four year lead against any other EV, EV players. Although some of them are really getting serious. Uh, think of Volkswagen, maybe Ford a little bit, Rivian. Uh, they haven't really proven that they can make cars at mass or, or, or really produce them at, at, at the level that Tesla is doing, I don't know, 5,000 a week, 10,000 a week. But they are st starting to get serious and putting serious investment in the space. So I think we'll look at, we'll look at these, these players and now as, as, as potentially good competitors for Tesla. All right, so that's on the EV and kind of OEM yep. space. What about the best ways to invest in terms of batteries and yeah. recycling, really the, the electrification of right. these vehicles? So if you think of an EV car, it's, it's really software and a battery. Those are the two most important things. You talked about the Inflation Reduction Act. It's really changed the game because it is a lot of incentive towards investing in batteries. And what you're going to see is a lot of battery, ba batteries being made in the United States. Tesla has already huge lead ahead of other players. But for example, GM is also doing the same thing. And also you see Rivian, who's got the, you know, everyone talks about Rivian being a, a truck company, but also they have a lot of commercial EVs. They have 100,000 orders from Amazon. So I think I think you're seeing that electrification of the commercial fleet being also an, an, an important thing and the companies are able to make batteries efficiently like Tesla or maybe eventually GM and Volkswagen would, would be winners here. And then on the autonomy and AI side, yeah. what are some of the best picks on that side? So, so it, autonomy, we're not there yet. I think uh, the full self-driving for Tesla is level two, level three, let's call it. I think what's happened with autonomy is when we get to level four, level five, you're going to require LIDARs, you're going to require all kinds of technology, software, chips from NVIDIA and so forth. So those are companies that will really benefit from, from this. But if you think of autonomy, think of how many lives would be saved by having all these cars being able to talk to each other and really kind of make, make driving a lot safer and also allow us to really move around in a much 
much more efficient way. So we think of, again, Tesla being the leader in that space, but also maybe Google will be a leader as well, or also companies like Laser or, or Luminar, who, who does the LiDARs, or, or NVIDIA, which has got pummeled this year, will be a huge player in that space as well. How should we be thinking about some of the Chinese EV automakers? Because I was just taking a look, <laughs> Xpeng is actually one of the sole winners today. It's only up about three tenths of a percent and is down, <laughs> yeah. what, more than 70% year to date. But I know they just released a new self-driving yeah. feature for cities that goes head to head with Tesla. Yeah. I've never seen a Chinese EV car in America. I know the Chinese market is the biggest. They think 25% penetration in EVs. I think at some point they will become competitors to the U.S. The problem with the Chinese is we really don't understand the market. We don't understand how, how, how they are run. They're backed by the government, so a lot of incentives in the back end that we don't know how, how they work. So we try to avoid investing in that. The only Chinese player is BYD because they have production in the United States. They already make uh, EV buses and so forth. But the other players, frankly, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a place we want to dabble in. What about this drop in energy and oil prices that we're seeing? It's down almost 6%, trading around $78, $79 right. a barrel. So you can make the case when energy was 90, right. 100, 120, yeah. that it could shift or you know speed up the shift to EVs. Yeah. But with oil okay. prices coming down, gas prices coming down, could that ultimately be a negative catalyst for, for I, this space? I don't know. I think consumers, now that they've tried EVs, love the product. And also we have this massive global warming issue where EVs are really helping us solve that. So I think the, the cat is out of the bag and, and sort of sort of say. And what happened also, we, we the product is really good. The EV car is much better than the gas car. Maintenance costs are a lot lower. I have a, I have a, I have an EV. I haven't taken my EV to get maintenance in three years. So I think the cost of ownership is just much, much lower than a gas car. So consumers, they're going to keep shifting to, to, to these cars, especially as new models come in and, and better models and fun and Porsche and all these cool, 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 cool companies going to come up with new cars. Clearly from California with an EV, <laughs> but I do want to ask you one thing we didn't talk about is the infrastructure to be able to power yeah. all of these EV cars. Yeah. I don't know how much of a problem you have finding uh, uh, chargers, is, uh, but I know that that is an issue. Do we have the infrastructure to support, especially with the IRA, if that's yeah. going to continue the growth? What do we need to see on the infrastructure side? So this is also another mode for Tesla. The supercharger network is huge. They have over 30,000 stations across America. You can drive actually 99% of the country with, with, with a Tesla. So I have a Tesla at home and I don't really have to worry about, about, about charging. With the IRA, there is going to be $7 billion towards charging. And I think there's going to be a lot more investment towards charging networks and also the efficiency of charging. Charging is going to become a lot, a lot, it's going to take you a lot less time to charge. So as a result, it's going to be a lot easier for people to own these EVs and really don't feel like that anxiety around charging and so forth. So it's just coming, just a matter of time. So what's the overall takeaway for investors right now as they sit here and look at, you know, red arrows across the board, yeah. even Tesla, the fan favorite, deep in the red at this point. What's the takeaway in terms of growth potential? You have to be patient. You have to look for companies that have quality earnings, so companies that grow in their, their top line, their revenues, but also can, 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 can have uh, earnings. They can actually make money. They have good businesses. So it's no longer a, a time to speculate or buy companies that, you know, maybe in five years are going to make money. So that's really what we're looking at is, is what is the quality, which companies will, 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 will flourish in this. And it will, it will just take time. It's just about being patient. Although there was a time that Tesla wasn't profitable, uh -huh. had no earnings, and uh, yeah. I guess 
people, you know, without risk. But also no what happened with Tesla is they had the runway to become profitable. So they were able to really kind of execute on their plans. And that's kind of what you want to do as an investor is figure out, hey, which companies actually are doing what they need to do to become profitable, become really good businesses and have the discipline to do it. All right. Well, we appreciate you breaking it all down for us. Thanks so much for joining us here in New York. Thank you, Caroline. All right. That's Hatem Diab, managing partner, Gerber Kawasaki Wealth and Investment Management.